Michael, I'm delighted to welcome you to the programme and obviously say a hearty congratulations and uh, should I also say that Jim Rowan was uh, knew you were coming on this morning and he's already texting to offer his congratulations. Thanks very much, Jim, and good morning, Nicky. Yeah, good morning to you. Uh, before we get on to talk about the uh, Ford Chairman's Award, which is an acknowledgement of the, of the wonderful service you give to your customers, what has it been like operating during uh, COVID-19? Because you have uh, two premises, just a couple of pucks of a ball from here, and also down in Carlow. So it's been a, a difficult time, I imagine, for you and for people in the motor industry. Yes, well, Nicky, I suppose, look at it, I suppose we're all in that very difficult time, and this pandemic is it's affecting everybody and, and people trying to do business and do it in a very, very safe environment and try and keep, you know, want to make the environment safe for our customers and, of course, for ourselves and all our staff and everybody else as well. Look, it's difficult wearing masks, uh, screens in front of you. That's, you know, like we're really, our showrooms, our shows, uh, workshop and parts are open, you know. Like, it's, it's a difficult time and... Uh, we all have to work with it. We're, there are an awful lot of work done. Our, our team, our sales team, and our staff has worked extremely hard and been very, very flexible with everything during this pandemic. Uh, you know, and look, it's tough times. We're getting through it. We're staying safe. Uh, people are very understanding, I suppose. Everybody, to, this is there. This, this pandemic is there for everybody. You know, everybody is affected by it. And look, we're just we're just walking through it. Yeah, and of course, this time of the year is especially busy for people in your business. And uh, we all know that uh, you know sales across the whole country, not just in in your, but sales across the whole country, are impacted. And um, you know that's something that none of us like to see because vibrant industries like yours are important for our community. Well, I suppose it's, it is very important. I suppose number one, if we're providing transport for for the public, especially in rural areas, there's no public transport, so. Every, everybody's depending on a car to get to and from work or wherever they want to go, you know. Uh, and I thought we'll make it um, by people buying good cars or new cars. Uh, they're much safer on the road. They have a very safe car. You know, cars are up to a very high standard with, with, with NCTs and DOEs and all that compulsory now on cars. The standard of the cars are, are much better than what they were a number of years ago. And um, in terms then of support you've been getting from your your suppliers, um, you know, be it Hyundai or Ford or wherever it might be, uh, I, I, I'm sure they have been conscious of the fact that people in their industry, their retail outlets, are are have a, a much more difficult time, and I'm sure they've they've been cognizant of that in terms of the support they've been offering. Look, they're doing in fairness, they're doing everything they can to help us out and, and help us in every way, providing the cars and getting stock in and getting new stock in and you know, following up and giving the customer a good service. Look at they are and it's difficult it's difficult for them as well. And then I suppose there's more than the than the COVID problem. We have Brexit as well, which has caused its own problems with with deliveries and delaying deliveries on, on cars and on parts as well. And that's not just for our, our industry, that's for every industry. There's a, you know, there's significant problems in it now we hope Brexit will sort itself out you know I was just going to raise that have you have you detected some issues with Brexit in terms of getting in uh, getting in parts just the delay is Nicky uh, we'll get we're able to get parts some parts are taking a bit or a good bit longer than what used not what they normally took of course. Now, obviously, you're looking forward to getting back to full-time operations, uh, and like everybody, you're waiting with bated breath to hear what the government have to say when things can go back to normal. I'm sure you, you'd be hoping that it'd be sooner rather than later, notwithstanding that we have to be conscious of a virus still in our communities. Yeah, well, we have, I suppose, number one priority for all of us is 
safety and the health and safety of everybody, you know. And we do know what this virus has done. Like, there's, there's over 4,000 people have died from the virus. There's, there's people, local people from Kilkenny have died from it. Just, uh, at one stage in, in January, I'd say there were probably 10 people I knew, maybe not knowing the person that died personally, but I've known the families. Of course. Known, you know, the families very well. That people lost loved ones uh, during January with COVID. Like, and, uh, and like, there's a desperate, desperate fires. And I, was, I never thought, I'd ever see it like this in my lifetime. I, I, I often wondered about things, what could happen, you know, what could affect the economy and what could affect our business. But I definitely never saw a, a virus like this being the, being the one that has really closed down, not the country, but the world. Like every place they've been closed down by yeah now in terms of the Ford Chairman's Award a very prestigious award and an acknowledgement of your role leading the company and of course your staff and that it, it, this must give a Philip uh, to you and your team especially I suppose at this time when everybody is under maybe a little bit of extra pressure because of the times we live in absolutely I suppose every award Nicky, as you know yourself in your sports days and all that and from being president of the GA and everything like all awards are a clap in the back is always nice and I never see anybody say no to it you know uh, this is a very prestigious award it's it, it's, uh, it's uh, given by Ford of Europe and it acknowledges the top dealers in Europe in every country in Europe uh, for, and they base it on outstanding service and sales and, and parts and service and um, what, uh, based on what the customer say the customer viewpoint what the customer say about it to do questionnaires on every car you sell and the customers reply to that then it's based on that uh, did you miss the shops every so often and you're based on how you score in that of course uh, based on your standards uh, and you have to score very very high in all, all this and look we were absolutely thrilled uh, we had a Zoom meeting with Ford there a couple of weeks ago and I didn't even know the chairman's award was going to be announced actually and it was a great surprise when our name was, was announced as being as achieved as a getting the salesman's award for for 2020. Yeah, but doesn't that, that doesn't that make it all the better when you kind of when it's kind of announced that you weren't expecting it? Uh, you can imagine your uh, the excitement that must have felt for you and uh, for Mary and for all the team. Yeah, well, look, it's just, it, was, it was brilliant, and I couldn't believe the staff were so excited about it. Like, okay, I was delighted, absolutely thrilled, of course, and thrilled for 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 the company and for all the staff that has it wasn't me that achieved the award. It was all our staff. It's Team, it's a team effort, and everybody from top to bottom had to make a huge effort. You know, well, and I suppose it, it, it's a tour time to receive it in since 2014, which makes it more special. I suppose. Well, it does. Well, I think it's uh, to your credit the way you lead the team there as well. Well, now, Michael, during the past week, I've just noticed that Ford has promised that every model in its European lineup will be available as a plug-in hybrid or electric vehicle by the middle of 2026, ahead of the passenger line becoming fully electric in 2030. That is going to be a seismic change in the industry in Ireland, and uh, I know I spoke to you before about that. But as the years go by, how prepared are we? Are you as a, as a as a retail outlet to to handle that? Because whether we like it or not, twenty thirty is not that far away. No, you're absolutely right, Nick. And, and look, at this is this is the change that's coming at the moment. I suppose since we since I got into the motor industry, there's change coming every. You know, we're told about change two or three years ahead, and it, it do happen. And it was change. We're all a little bit scared of change when we hear about it, but when it when it happens, it's always for the better, you know. 
how prepared are we? Uh, yes, we are. I suppose it's at the infancy stage. We have electric vehicles at the moment. We have fully electric. We have plug-in hybrid. We have mild hybrid. We have full hybrid. We have the full range there. So, we, like, it's a learning process. We are getting used to it. Uh, we have probably electric have a little bit to go. Uh, still, yes, there will be, uh, uh, by 2030, I'd say most new cars being sold uh, will be electric cars. There is still a huge demand for the conventional, for the, the diesel and the petrol cars still. You know, they're still, they're st- they still have the major part of the market still. Uh, look, there's going to be big changes. We're going to, we're going to need uh, ch- charging points. That's the big thing, I suppose. The other huge thing, and I suppose maybe nobody thought about, the supply of electricity. Like, where will will the grid be able to provide what electricity we need? If you need electricity to drive your car, to cook your dinner, to turn on the lights, like, there's going to be a huge demand on electricity. So there's going to be huge, there have to be huge work done on the infrastructure sure. there as well to get ready for it. And what, in terms of the amount of... Um uh, kind of hybrid cars, fully electric cars being sold uh, by your by yourselves today. What sort of percentages are and are, are people now? I suspect people buying new cars are at least asking questions about hybrid or electric, even if they're not going to buy them on this occasion. Yeah, they, they are, and people are curious. I suppose, and there's so much talk going on about it as well. And every time you pick up the newspaper and read a bit about it, it's all about electric and hybrid. Uh, you ask me the number of new cars sold. That the number of new electric cars are uh, about 5%. So about 5 in every 100 new cars sold today are fully electric. Uh, the hybrid is probably getting more and more popular and every manufacturer have, have a hybrid or have hybrids in their, in their lineup now. So that's getting, that's getting more popular as well. Uh, and then I, I suppose we, we have to look at the, the customer and the, and the type of driving the customer zone, whether a hybrid or electric or whether the conventional petrol or diesel car is more beneficial for the, for the type of work that they're driving that they're going to do. So, look, at a hybrid and electric is getting more and more popular all the time. Uh, uh, we will see more. We will see that the numbers grow on the electric and the, the, the percentage for electric, fully electric vehicles grew last year, which was the only segment of the market that grew last year. But all be a very small day. And uh, in terms then of um, uh, sort of going forward, it's going to take time for a, for a stock of what we'll call second-hand hybrid stock electrics to build up. And I suppose the hope for your industry will be that there'll be a, bit, a fair bit of stock in place by 2030 to entice people to move off their petrol or diesel to a second-hand uh, electric or hybrid if they don't want to go for the fully new version. Yeah, there, 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 plenty, there will be plenty of second-hand uh, hybrids and electrics on the market. I suppose the biggest problem with fully electric at the moment, like if you travel, if you have a range, and some of the newer cars now have maybe, we have the high-end Kona has a range of 450 kilometres, we have a new Ionic Kona, come, a new high-end Ionic coming out, we'll have a higher range than that in a couple of months' time. Uh, if you travel somewhere in the car, it's not like going in a petrol diesel car and you're running low on fuel, and you pull in, you fill up, and you're on again, and you know, in five minutes you're back going again. If you're away someplace and have to plug in the car, it will take a little bit of time uh, to get it charged up. And you have to be very, very organised to buy a fully electric car. Probably yeah. the, the, the one that's very popular, or I think is going to be popular in the short term, is a plug in hybrid, where uh, a plug in hybrid will do maybe 60 kilometres 
on electric and then when the electric when the electric is gone when your battery is down it will cut straight back into petrol so yeah. no matter where you go you're never in trouble and if you run no petrol you can fill up and there's no getting caught out on it you know yeah you did and allude to it earlier and I think it is critical the whole charging infrastructure around the country because realistically if people are going to go fully um, all electric I know hybrid to an extent as well uh, you probably have to consider having a, a, a charging point at home in your own house where you can charge overnight and at least that might keep you going for the day unless you have a big long journey yeah well look at Nicky if you're buying an electric vehicle you must have a charging point yeah it's, it's, it's a no brainer number one Okay, it's convenient and you can plug your car in to take, at the moment, it probably takes eight or nine hours to charge your car from empty to full. So it's an overnight charge. You can do it on a nice rate of electricity, which is half the rate of daytime electricity. Uh, uh, and and uh, it's cheaper. If you, like, before you, the, the charging points, the public charging points was free, now you're paying for, if you go to a public charging point, you have to pay to charge your car. And it probably costs you four times more than it costs you to charge a stove. Sure. So it's a no-brainer. Like if you're buying an electric car, fully electric car, you must get, you have to get a, a charge point. Obviously, one of the key issues in all of this is uh, the level of uh, support, the level of grant the government is going to give to the consumer who is willing to buy the electric or hybrid car. That's going to be key because that's the one way you can entice people away from the petrol and the diesel. Yeah, well, there is, a, there is a substantial grant there at the moment. There's, there's a reduction in VRT of around €5,000 on a fully electric car, and there's also an SEAI grant of uh, €5,000. So there's roughly €10,000 of a grant to buy an electric car, a fully electric car at the moment, and there's also a grant to get the home charger. So the grant is €600 to get your home charger fitted. And with Hyundai, we have an offer coming up now in March, and if you buy an electric uh, fully electric Hyundai, uh, we will fit the charger point free for you at home. Oh, that's uh, that is a, that is a very yeah. very attractive offer. There's no doubt about like, it. All the manufacturers and parents are are making efforts to uh, to promote the electric vehicle. Well, so there's a realization in the industry now that this is happening, and that there isn't any way you're going to stop it. So you have to go with it and, and make it as make it as seamless as possible for your consumers. Here, there's no point in fighting it. It is going to happen. You may accept it, you may embrace it, and we may go on and you know just accept it. And look, we have a long way to go. It is, and it will. It's come. It's going in, in huge leaps every year. You know, it's, the range is improving. The, the, the ease of charging is improving. The, the, the value, the cost of the car is probably coming down a little bit. The advance is still there. There's a lot of benefits there for the right person. The car is is. A great investment, I think. You know. Okay, before we let you go, Michael, it's be impossible to, to not to talk to you or to talk to you and not mention a bit about sport because uh, you're a loyal supporter of Kilkenny GA sponsoring the Michael Ling Intermediate Hurling League and Championship. You're looking like everyone else, looking forward to when we can get out and uh, see the hurling again in live in person. Nicky, sure. Look, at, I suppose the, the thing we missed most last year was going to the matches. You know, you know the enjoyment of everybody. You get to go to the matches, you meet people, you have your match. Uh, you meet him after the match, you have a chat about it and that. Uh, and look, we do miss that. And I suppose not alone do we miss it. Look, it's so important to young people's health as well and well-being and people getting out. Like, people have been locked up. Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's really, really tough. And I hope the hurling, the, the, the club hurling start again fairly soon. OK, we want the inter-county to go as well. But I suppose there's an awful lot more people involved in club 
every parish in the, in the, in the country has young lad playing sport. There's only the elite playing it, play with county. So we do need sport to get going back. And not just GA, all sports, we need it to get back. And we need to get back, you know, to normality as soon as possible. And I know it's nobody's fault. It's very easy to blame people and they should do this and they should do that. But nobody knew what was coming down the line. Nobody knew what they were doing, whether it was right or wrong. I suppose they had to make a call on something, you know. Uh, but look, we hope it do come back, man. Hope it come back. Very yeah, soon. and I must say the uh, the hurling fields and the football fields of Ireland never look so well now coming into the spring. I suppose with such little activity, they're really in pristine condition. So they can't wait to have the uh, the the feet running around on the boys and the girls and the men and the women running around on them. Uh, we're hopefully uh, post Patrick's Day, maybe some sort of uh, some sort of action might be possible if the numbers come exactly. keep coming down. Yeah, well, we hope Easter anyway that we'll be getting going. And, and again, yes, you're right about the sports fields and they're all looking so well and the grass is cut and every place in pristine condition. But doesn't just go to show uh, that all the, the great people that are in every club around the country, all the voluntary work, all this has been done voluntary in all the pitches around, you know, and there's people out there working. Make sure that when the, when we do get opened up again that we're, re- we're really ready to start, you know, and get going with the bank when it when it, when it do happen. Yeah, well, look, we Michael. Hope, as I say, we hope it happens. Soon absolutely. Well, again, Michael, from all of us here, we congratulate you on that chairman's award, and we wish you well to you and your team during COVID. And we, of course, thank you for your continued support to us here in the radio station. Apart from your support from many other ventures around Kilkenny, uh, safe health to you and your team, and good wishes in the uh, in the months and years ahead. And uh, I've no doubt that uh, you know things will work out well, and that uh, you'll get back to normal service soon. And Nick, okay. Nicky, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for those kind words. Thank you, Michael. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. okay. Bye.